Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Christopher Media, let's make some noise. Welcome to Beer Nuts, a weekly excursion into the world of craft beer. Brought to you by MichiganBeerGuide.com. And now, here are the Beer Nuts. Beer Nuts, episode 25. My name is Chris. With me from MichiganBeerGuide.com is JR. Yo. Doug out. Hello. Uncle Pete, he's under the weather. But uh, JR, we got a guest today. Yes, we do. We have a new beer nut joining us, and her name is Andy. Andy uh, is a very knowledgeable beer nut and longtime friend. You've met her husband, S.A.K., has been on previous episodes. He's a great reviewer. But Andy's specialties are meads and sours. We are very fortunate that she just returned from a recent trip to a beer festival in Minnesota. So she was kind enough to bring us back various Minnesota beers. And we, would, we do want to mention that we really miss Uncle Pete. This is, I think, the first episode. He hasn't been with us. But uh, he was uh, away on travel for his work and got ill with a, a nasty bug. So he is under the weather, and uh, we're delighted to have Andy joining us. So welcome to the show, Andy. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. So uh, we understand you just got back from Minnesota, and thank you for bringing us all these great beers. And we might add that even though we're in a different studio than Dugout and Chris, Andy was kind enough to bring enough back that well, we both have a supply of each of these beers. So uh, with the exception of one that's a little, we each have a different can from the same brewery. But without further ado, I'm going to start the show off with, uh, as we always do, uh, we always start with a nice quote. So I am going to start with our beer quote of the week. And the beer quote of the week is, This is grain which any fool can eat, but for which the Lord intended a more divine means of consumption. Beer. And that quote is from Robin Hood, the Prince of Thieves, Friar Tuck. I'll, I'll cheers. There we have it. Yeah. Um, so without further ado, I'm going to introduce Andy that can bring us along with her... Tell us about her trip to Minnesota and all these fine Minnesota beers. So take it away, Andy. I went to the Northern Lights Beer Beer Fest in, uh, it was actually in St. Paul. And it was last weekend. It was a great event for the Pints for Prostates. And of all these breweries that are in this Minneapolis, St. Paul area, it's crazy. There's so many. I think I went to seven different breweries and a few good bars and then the event itself. One of the best basic beers I had was this beer by Indeed Brewing called Let It Ride. It's just a real easy, not super high ABV beer. And it's it's great summer beer. I know we're not quite to summer yet, but it's a nice place to start. Perfect beer to start out the show. Something nice and light, easy to drink. So uh, why don't we uh, crack open that first beer? And we always like to mention to our listeners, we're just a bunch of regular folks that enjoy beer. We're not trying to be beer snobs or exclude anybody. So whether you're new to craft beer and just learning the ropes, or a seasoned veteran and a craft beer geek, you're all welcome to drink beer with that's uh, for this. It's an Indeed Let It Ride IPA, Indeed Company. And uh, let Andy tell you a little bit about the brewery and the beer. A very nice aroma. Did you visit this brewery, Andy? I did, actually. Well, tell us a little bit about the brewery and about this beer. Uh, it's in Minneapolis. It's very conveniently located to Surly and Abel. So you can hit all three at one time. 
it's not that big of a tap room. It has a nice selection. Um, not too loud. It's a great place to go after work when you want to just relax. It's not like Surly that's huge or some of the other ones that are tiny. It's just a really easy place to go have a beer. See, there's big floral aroma on this. Yeah, it's um, it's up there in IBUs, though. I mean, it may have a... I think I, I saw 6.8 on the uh, ABV and 90 on IBUs. So it's definitely uh, got some hopped kick to it. And it has Calypso, which is one of my favorite hops. And that may be it. why it's so mellow for a 90 IBU. A lot of times a 90 IBU will just kind of rip your face off. Yeah. Uh, as, as we'll find out in another... Oh, next beer <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is a really nice ipa what i really like about this ipa is it's affordable you can find it all summer it comes out starting about now then goes through towards the end of the summer yeah i i really am enjoying this um you know the flavor is, is there uh color wise it's it's a little more to uh to, to amber rather than mm-hmm. um kind of a pale gold but um, I could see myself putting a few of these down in the summer. Uh, absolutely. It's got a really nice co- color. It's a nice, healthy carbonation, nice mouthfeel, nice hoppy flavor. It's really an easy drinking IPA, and what's not to like? It's a little high for a se- session. I wouldn't say it's a session beer, but as far as a middle of the line, I'm not trying to knock you over with alcohol. It's a great IPA. I agree. Well, thank you for sharing with us. Now, this is Any just um, this is uh, Minnesota distribution only on this product. I take it. I am not really sure. I mean, I, I've I not seen this everywhere. I've not in seen Minnesota. it in, in Wisconsin, though, and that being even right across the border in um, Eau Claire. I've I've not seen this brewery before. It's not that big of a brewery. I'm thinking they're going to be bigger. They seem to be on that path of more and more cans. But I've actually had this one starting, I think, last year. It's going to be around, and hopefully it will come out more expanded. Well, I look forward to it. I mean, I'd, I'd love the opportunity to be able to pick this up anytime I wanted it. Yeah, it will be nice. <laughs> I just found it on their, their website. It says American India Pale Ale brewed with an unfiltered blend, unfettered blend of Mosaic, Calypso, and El Dorado hops. Let it ride IPA. Free wheels on the notes. Nose with notes of blueberry, pear, and tropical fruit. Take a deep breath and hop. On available March to July, drinking twelve ounce cans or on draft. That's a nice find, and it's always nice to to discover something that you've never had before and never heard of. I'm very impressed with this beer, and uh, I would definitely be excited to learn more about this brewery and maybe try some more of their offerings. I'm just loving the aroma on this beer for some reason. I love the creaminess that you get towards towards the finish. It's got a really great carbonation level, but a really nice creamy, foamy head to it that doesn't dissipate. Sure. I mean, it's it might very well. Yeah, I've noticed yeah, that a little the, bit, the head has been there the whole hanging. time. Yeah. Well, Chris, I'm most impressed that this is an IPA and you're actually digging it. Because uh, remember he's, how he's over when the we hump. first started the show, <laughs> I'm starting to I wrap my palate around hump. IPAs. Starting. We first started broadcasting the episodes. Chris wanted nothing to do with IPAs, and little by little, and one by one, we're we're turning things around. You know, I'm still not president of the IPA fan club, but you know, we're getting there. Again, one of the themes of our shows: there's no right or wrong. It's what you like or you like. If you don't like hoppy IPAs, that's just fine. There's something in the craft beer world for everybody. Some people love sours. Some people can't stand them. Some people love IPAs. Some people love stouts. And we don't look down upon anybody. All our, our goal here is to just educate people and introduce people to different beer styles and different flavors and bring them along slowly. And Chris, you're a perfect example. 
you're expanding your horizons. It was great uh, seeing you at the Breakfast of Champions the other day. Yeah, that was fun. That was, I'd never been to the uh, the original Coonan Brewery. Also, uh, it's not to get off track of the Minnesota episode, but we uh, celebrated St. Patrick's Day. Uh, Andy and I met up with Chris, who had the day off, and we went to the Coonan Breakfast of Champions and five uh, cereal-flavored beers for no breakfast. Bre- no breakfast was eaten, by the way. I want to point that out. <laughs> well, there's actually there was a green- there's actually cereal in those beers. So yes, and we could tell. And, uh, <laughs> uh, Andy and I rated the beers, and we both agreed that the grapefruit wit was the best tasting beer of all of them. It tastes like a Followed squirt. Didn't even taste like a beer. Yeah. That's, like that's the only one that doesn't have the cereal. Oh no, the uh, blueberry pancake one doesn't either. I've had, I, I've well, been to that before. I, I, I've been to it twice. Unfortunately, I was out on the road this week, this past week, so I had to miss it. But it looked like all the beers are pretty much the same as last year, with the absence of the cinnamon toast crunch, which that was always one of my favorites. Well, I can tell you that the Lucky Charms Lager was our second favorite, which is surprising because I'm not usually much for lagers, but it had a nice creamy vanilla soda, cream soda flavor, which Andy pointed out, and then a little bit of marshmallow from the Lucky Charms. But it was actually very flavorful and easy to drink. Then the next favorite was the Cocoa Puffs, which is a nice chocolate, although you can taste this kind of artificial cereal chocolate flavor, but it is made with a cereal, so it tastes like what it's supposed to taste like. But then things started to go south, because last year when I went, I really liked the blueberry pancake beer, and this year it was, uh, it was, it was horrible. It, was, uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it just wasn't that good. Uh, you know, I, I had high expectations because it was my favorite beer from the year before, but this year it just tasted like blueberries, and there was no malt backbone or you know like pancake or syrup flavor but that's okay uh, we had a fantastic time and then the crunch berries was our least favorite but you know uh it's just like cereals you know not everybody likes every cereal not to berate the brewers they're they're trying something different with the cereals and uh we enjoyed uh, three of the beers and two of them didn't really care for but we had a wonderful time and after we tasted the cereal beers we went into some other things um i particularly enjoyed the uh the thumper which is the fluffer with coffee in it yeah, that was good. It was an IPA with a, like a coffee aftertaste. It was delicious. Well, and at, so, at the end of the day, with with something like that, you, you know, they're obviously not taking themselves too seriously if they're doing all these cereal beers for breakfast. So there's a yeah. bit of tongue in cheek there. So at the end of the day, it's all about fun, and you're going to have some people that like some, some that don't like them, some will hate them all, some will love them all. I, I my hats off to them for that surge of creativity and that sort of craziness about them that allows them to do those types of things. My question is, you say that these are made with cereal. When are they doing that? The fermenting process? When are they adding the cereal? I would, it's, it I, actually I would goes probably in, take it, it in the secondary. It, no, it goes into the boil. Wow. They do put it in the boil? Yes. Okay, well. Like Doug said, hey, no, no, I'm not berating the brewers. I'm just saying that some of them I enjoyed, some of them I didn't care for. The great thing about the grapefruit wit is I believe that's something they have more than just this one day a year. Whereas the crunch berries you won't see till next Breakfast of Champions. And you know what? Next year, if I go back, I'll still try it again. Because every year, they're a little bit different. And like I always do, I try everything. But I had a great time at the event. It was fun, and I'm glad you were able to join us, Chris. So that being said, let's go back out of Michigan, and let's go back to the uh, land of a thousand lakes. And uh, let's go into our next Minnesota beer. We're going to go to... Uh, one of Dugout's favorite beers, the Todd the Axeman from Surly Brewing, which is a well-known Minnesota brewery. Let's crack one open and uh, see what we taste. Oh, and there's a, a lot on the can for me to read, too. <laughs> yeah, there's a, I believe it's a collaboration. Oh, the can um, scares but me. But the, can, the can's lie. a fun story. Um, 
if I if I may, um, the nose of this is just citrus all the way. I mean, it really kind of takes you back uh, with that first smell. Yeah, definitely grapefruit. Grapefruit. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Very intense. No mistaking that. And yes, I agree. So, this uh, like is intense. Top of the can, it says beer to shred your face in a can. Well, my face is being shredded. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, a collaboration with a metal guitarist who's also a brewmaster from Denmark. Is that correct? Um, it appears to be. This is in 2014 when our head brewing operation had. But gobs and gobs of citra hops. So if citra's your thing, this beer is right where it's at. And uh, it's it's a mean one too. This this I b- believe this is somewhere around eight percent, eight and a half percent, if I'm not mistaken. I think the can psyched me out. I was expecting a expecting this beer to bite a lot worse than it is. Well, have a couple of them, and you'll be. Uh, <laughs> You'll be bitten. I dare yeah, say. this is brewed with citra and mosaic hops, and it's made with golden promise, and I've brewed with that that malt before. This is a beer that I am definitely, it's on my radar to do a, a clone of, to homebrew a clone of this. It says, West Coast Style IPA, our version of the West Coast Style IPA, first brewed in collaboration with Amager Brewing in Denmark. Brewed with one malt, Golden Promise from the UK, with Citra and Mosaic Ops. If you think Todd is a good brewer, you should hear him play his acts. Guitar. Named by Amateur's marketing director, Hendrik Opsel. So it doesn't seem like it's a very complicated uh, beer to brew. Just a couple of simple ingredients, and sometimes keeping it simple turns out some of the best quality beers, and this is right up there with just about any idea I've ever had. It's 7.2% and really, really good and easy to drink. If I'm so, not mistaken, uh, this now this is a uh, this is a seasonal release, but I'm almost sure that this comes out twice a year because this is this the is second time in less than a year I've had it. This is the second time it's ever been canned. Okay, so I've had both of them then. <laughs> I don't think there's a set schedule yet for when it comes out. Unfortunately, Minnesota is not too far from Michigan. No, they do not distribute this in the state of Michigan, but... We know people who know people, yes. and we're able to get it. Who know people who know people. Uh, well, and you, it's, you're one of those people we know. <laughs> it's widely available in Wisconsin, which is a state I travel to regularly. So I'm usually able to pick it up. When I was there a few weeks ago, I missed this release by a day. So thank oh, God I, I knew people that knew people that <laughs> brought some back. <laughs> Does the UP end, t- end up touching Minnesota at all, or is it just no, uh-uh. it's like a little Scotia, Wisconsin, yeah, right in the way? It's, it's the part of it's Michigan like that should have right been Wisconsin. <laughs> but again, I like to read the little stories on the cans, so being a marketing guy, let me just uh, read this. It says, The Axeman Cometh, Amager Brewery in Denmark, named this beer after our head brewer and metal guitarist, Todd Hogg. They collaborated to make an IPA with hop character as intense as a thrash metal guitar. Golden Promise Malt provides a blast beat background to the screaming citrus notes created by overdriven amounts of citra and mosaic hops. Pour this in a tulip glass and let the aromas and flavors assault your senses. Todd the Axeman. And it's a, a fantastic brew and a simple ingredient scene to just uh, create such a wonderful tasting food. Just on a side note, Surly, I did actually go there. It was the biggest tap room I've ever been in. It was absolutely huge. 
They have a restaurant upstairs. They have a garden outside. Lots of beer on tap. Great atmosphere. Atmosphere. I would definitely go again. Certainly, awesome. isn't that also the uh, is it the clone Uncle Pete made? Is it a Surly beer? Uh, yes, he made a clone Surly fruit, which uh, I think we'll be tasting soon. That was our our fruit day. Yes, those brews are coming along nicely. I think in our next episode, we're going to taste dugouts triple. Some of us yeah, might have already yeah, had it. Was, some of us might have already had it. It's I know crazy. I've had it, but uh, uh, Christopher might have even had it. It was a now or never sort of thing. Uh, beers don't last around my house, so when there's the <laughs> opportunity to taste it, you better taste it or it's going to go away. Well, I have a bottle of it, and we'll taste it on the next episode. So any more comments on this early brewing? Todd the Axeman well, is Todd a really the Axeman, this beer is yeah. phenomenal. I love this stuff. I will caution the newbies. If you don't like uh, grapefruit or citrus, this one might not be for you. Somebody else will drink it for you. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take that. I'll take what you don't want. Well, thank you again for sharing this with us, Andy. No problem. Our next beer is going to be another Surly beer. It's one of my favorites. It's a reading from the can, Beer for a Mug from a Can. And it is Surly Coffee Bender, beer with coffee added. We're going to finish up this Todd the Axe Man, and we're going to crack this open and... Time to go on a coffee bender. Everybody ready for a little wake up? I'm always down for a coffee. Oh, it's been a long day, always. hasn't it? Did everybody have a long day? I know Dugout did because oh. I met him this morning. This morning. And Ooh, that he's been through. That day got states, a lot longer. <laughs> two states, three states. Well, you were from Michigan to Ohio and back to Michigan, so I guess that's three states. But uh, we, we met up to swap the beer so we could all taste the same beers tonight. So Sadly, at 11 a.m., we weren't ready to have a pint. But I, I was, but I couldn't. You know, I'm, I'm going to ask this question while it's on my mind before we get into this beer. The beers that, in my opinion, have had the best coffee tastes, you know, where it tastes like real coffee, not fake coffee flavoring. Are, are they doing, are they adding a cold-pressed coffee like, 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 say, you did, JR, to your beer? Or how how are they doing this? Because it, it, it seems like, I mean, well, I mean, we'll get into this, the nose on this right away. Coffee, real coffee. How are they generally doing this? The beers, I should say, that are doing the coffee right. There are various ways to do it. Yeah, I've known known some do primary and secondary, so they'll... They'll put it in the boil, and then they'll also add more coffee into the secondary. Okay. Because it just for those of... Because I've had coffee beers before, and they tasted fake. Since meeting you gentlemen, I've had coffee beers where they actually taste like coffee. So, Chris, do you remember when you were at Brew Day, and uh, towards the very end of my boil, I put four ounces of the Irish cream-flavored coffee into my boil? Mm Mm-hmm. So that goes right into the boil, and then when you ferment the beer in your fermenter, that is called your primary fermenter. So my beer sat in that primary fermenter for a few weeks and, and fermented all the sugars into alcohol and carbon dioxide. And generally what you'll do is you'll take the beer out of that vessel and put it into another vessel just to condition and let everything settle out, you know, so uh, all the, any solid particles fall to the bottom and it just clears everything up, allows, uh, you know, things to settle out. And a lot of people will then put other additional ingredients at that time into that secondary vessel. So when we're talking primary and secondary, that's the difference. Okay. So primary is like at the beginning when it's all fermenting out and the yeast is doing its thing. Secondary is kind of like just storing it there and letting things settle out. And you'll generally get a clearer product. Not everybody does a secondary. It's not really necessary, especially if you don't care about the appearance of the beer. You don't care if it's... uh, like if you're doing a stout when it's black anyway, it's going to be either be black. It's not really going to be a cloudy black because it's it's dark. But if you're doing an IPA and you really want it to be nice and clear, then you would want to have a secondary. 
and there's a it's a, like an age law an age old uh, debate recent times and with brewers you know some people say ah you don't need a secondary other people absolutely have a secondary mm-hmm. there's no right or wrong it's when you're the brewer you get to make your choices you so just no that's fun. right and you so, know I have my beers that I secondary and I have some that don't you know it's my call I know that when I'm doing an IPA I generally put hops into the secondary so I'm going to secondary it as far as a stout goes I mean unless I'm doing additions to it I most likely uh, would not do a secondary on it Right. Without further ado, let's drink that coffee bender. I'm ready for a bender. Coffee bender is a oatmeal brown ale, which I don't usually like brown ales, but I like this beer. It's a little uh, little lighter than I'm used to with most of the, the, the coffee beers that I've had, at least on the mouthfeel. It's a little thinner. not as heavy as the, the yeah, things I've nailed, been drinking. You nailed that one on the head, Christopher. It's, it's got more of a, a thinner body than uh, a lot of coffee beers I know you're used to the cup of Joe from Shorts, and this is not that. Or enter coffee sure. stouts in general, yeah. but yeah, but it's coffee on the nose. But it is coffee, coffee. Yeah, if you don't like coffee, yeah. the yeah. same for you. Nope, because it tastes like coffee. It smells like coffee. So I like to say it's an as advertised beer. It's a it's a brown ale, so it's not supposed to be thick and heavy like an, an imperial stout would. Or, so I'm going to do my reading the can uh, marketing thing. It's never too early to get surly. Coffee Bender refreshes like an iced coffee. Is as aromatic as a bag of old beans and satisfies like your favorite beer. Utilizing the latest technology, the Surly Brew Team has developed a cold extraction process that results in intense coffee aromatics and flavor. Bring together two of our favorite beverages. Your only dilemma will be whether to finish your day or start it with a Coffee Bender. It would appear that we are finishing our day with it, so... Both. I, I love coffee beers. I love this. I, I did some research before I did my recent batch of homebrew that I use coffee, and I, that cold extraction process seems to be the uh, best process to get full coffee flavor into a beer. So, cold's the way to go, and Surly has perfect, perfected it, man. This is, I love coffee, and I love this beer. Yes, it's a, it's a little thin compared to some of your big, thick stouts, but that's okay with me because, like I said, I, I like that they're analogy to a nice coffee because that's kind of what it's like. It's been a big few Smells years. Smells like coffee, tastes like coffee, and I'm already getting a little wired. It's been a big few years for their, uh, cold pressing with coffee and juice. Now, um... This one almost borders on a uh, on a session beer. It's it's ringing in just a, a touch above five percent. I can drink a few of these. Be a great uh, beer to and have, wired like, at the same time. When you're in one of those long beer lines, like when you're at a beer festival waiting in line and they're doing a bottle share and everybody's putting these big high ABV things out, you can drink one of these and it won't knock you over and it'll kind of give you a little stimulation. Again, yeah, it's not a big, heavy, high alcohol beer, but I really enjoy it. It is what it is and does what it does, and I, I'm a fan. Really, I don't know if I've ever had a surly beer that I didn't like. It's a, they have a great reputation. There's some, you know, some of their limited releases that are really hard to get. Uh, look, the surly darkness uh, is a really good one. Uh, there's the, some other ones out there. The, uh, the furious. The furious is the IPA that Uncle Pete cloned. Um, what are some other surly beers that are really popular? So um, furious about it. Pentagram, is that a sour? It is sour. Andy is our sour expert, and we've been talking about her, you know, in past episodes. With, when we get to a sour episode, which might not be too far off here, um, she will be uh, by far our expert. Because even 
most of the rest of us beer nuts are just just now stepping into that realm of sours. And I can remember the first time I tasted a sour, Andrew gave me one of like the most coveted sours on the planet, and I I, I nearly nearly got sick from it because I don't, I don't even remember what you got. It was uh, Rose de Gambrinus. Oh, so Cantillon. Cantillon Rose de Gambrinus, one of the finest sours, and I, and about a year later, I tried the same thing, and I, it was actually appealing to me. You didn't make the face. I didn't make that face. I made that bitter, better, bitter beer face. It soured and puckered my whole mouth up, and I was like, ooh. But you kind of got to, it's a little psychological, too. You got to give it a chance. But Here's but a, uh, here's a few of the mouth. beers that I came across from them. Um, we've got Abrasive, Overrated, uh, Hell, which is a Hellas Lager. Uh, we have Cynic Ale, or Cynical which is a Saison. Uh, we have Blacker, which uh, I just recently had that. That just came out very recently. That's an Imperial well, Double I just wanted Black to try one. that. How is that, Doug? Oh, that's, that's phenomenal. Um, that's the collab with three boys. Correct. Yep. I have had the Surly Wet beer. That was really good. Wet, wet hops, I believe. Right. Uh, bitter, bitter Brewer, which is an English bitter. Cacao Bender, which I would imagine is a chocolate. Um, oh, man. I had that. How was that? It was really good. It was the same beer, basically, we're drinking now, but with chocolate. The brown ale. Oh, wow. And then there's uh, Smoke, which is a smoked beer. Uh, Nine, which I've had, that's also a smoked beer. Uh, I believe that was an anniversary release. That was phenomenal. numbers. Absolutely amazing. I did last week when I was there have two, which is their second anniversary beer. Rather than hold it back and age it until it's dead, they actually rebrew beers. So this was a stout with cranberries. I've never had a stout with cranberry and berries, oh. but I liked it a lot. My my interest has peaked. Yeah, I'd try, gla- I'd try glass. Well, yeah, they have a lot of beers. I'm looking at their menu. They have year-round beers, Bender, Coffee Bender, Cynic Ale, Furious Hill, Overrated, and Todd the X-Man. It says Todd the X-Man is year-round. That must be new. And now it says Seasonal, seasonal America, which is their lager. Abrasive Ale, Blacker, Brett Michaels IPA, Cacao Bender, Damien Mild, Nitro Mild, Pentagram, Surly Fest, and Wet. And then there's a bunch of occasional, I won't mention them all, and of course the retired, the legendary Darknesses, well, the vintages, which I've never had a Surly Darkness, and I might have to... Oh, they're, they're my favorite. Might have to do a little Yeah, I agree with Andrew on that. I've had that before. It's pretty amazing. This one, the roastiest, darkest, without um, no figginess. So. I want, I want, I, I have my Australian. I'd have to do, pull out some trade chips to get one of those, but it'll be well worth it. So yeah, when I think of Minnesota beer, I mean, Surly's the, the first brewery that comes to my mind. Well, it's certainly the biggest. And uh, it sounds like uh, with that giant tap room they have, it must be a great place to visit. It and, is huge. I can honestly not think of a bigger place I've ever been to. And that's in St. Paul? It's in Minneapolis. Oh, it's in Minneapolis. Okay. Great trip through the state of Minnesota. I think we're going to move to our last uh, selection here. And we each have a different crawler in each studio. Uh, Doug, I'll let you go first with yours. Both of these crawlers are different coffee beers. No, actually, his is a black pulse. Okay, and for those that don't know, a crawler, it's a can that is filled off the draft and then sealed right on site, uh, as opposed to a growler, which is a glass jug that has a screw-on type lid. This is a you-open-it-you-drink-it kind of beer. <laughs> Typically, what, about 32 ounces on these guys? Yeah. Uh, usually 24, but I think this is a 32. It should be 32. Now, this is a black Kolsch. Kolsch is a German style that originated in uh, Cologne or Kern, Germany. 
And it's it's similar to like say a Belgian beer that you know you could call it a Belgian beer, but is it really a Belgian beer if it's from Belgium? Uh, that's sort of the thing with Kolsch. Uh, you shouldn't really call a beer Kolsch unless it's from uh, Cologne or Kern. It's typically a lighter style, very summery. This is, um, I mean, I get a little roastedness off the top from the blackness of it. I can't figure out what I'm smelling with this one. And then I, I did get, have this at the tap room, and I really liked it. It's, I'm uh, kind of jealous. It it is dark. I mean, you put it to light. It's but it, it, what's Maybe a fascinating dark, thing about dark it, fruits. It's it's you you get this darkness to it, but and you expect this kind of roasty punch, but you're not getting that. It's a very well well balanced beer. And you've noticed that the darker German beers will do that to you. I should say darker German style beers. Let me correct myself. So there's a good amount of malt in here, obviously. Very uh, earthy kind of hop, but, but it's very subtle. Extremely subtle. It's almost not even there. Subtle. Uh, finish is beautiful. This is, this is really a nice beer. What's you saying about that finish? Yeah, it's dry. It just yeah. it drops right off, so... Um, you you don't have time to hang on to much more, so you might as well take another sip. <laughs> All right. So yeah, good call on that. Uh, this is from Dangerous Man, and I have to say, of all the places I went in Minneapolis, St. Paul area, this was the sleeper. Everything was great. Captain was great. Everything was just it, perfect. Everything I want from a brewery. So the guy on the label is uh, kind of this lumberjack-looking guy, and, and like a real lumberjack look, not the lumbersexual kind of hipster look. No. Um, so were all the people working there? Do they all have beards? I didn't really I mean, notice. Not the, not the women, of course. A, I had a but, girl waiting on me. And I was with somebody, so I wasn't checking out the bartenders. Yeah, no, I didn't mean like that. I'm just <laughs> casual observation. You know, I'm a people watcher. Waitress had a nice full beard. Yeah. <laughs> she had a lot of tattoos. No beard. <laughs> now, you know this means business when the when there's actual writing on the can. Yeah, that's a crawler. Actual yeah, so it's sharpie single, of what it is when it was put in the can unit of a can that they fill while you wait. They'll, you can watch them and then they put it on this little crimping machine. It it's crimps, the mark of good shit. The top off and the back is just <laughs> sort of clear. And if you want a local example, you know they sell these now at uh, New Holland Brewery in Holland, Michigan. Only three hours and, away. Yeah, <laughs> our local example. Well, the crawlers are popping up everywhere. I mean, the Salt Springs and Saline has them. A Perrin Brewery has them. It's really becoming a popular thing, and it's it's wonderful to get those cans because you can actually they last a little longer than a, a glass jug. But I found the Black Culture on their website. It says light hybrid beer, five point eight percent ABV, twenty three IBU, deep brown black in color, fluffy tan head with hints of roast on the nose. Easy drinking with a light body and crisp finish. Fruit notes remain while a slight toasty chocolate character fill the palate. Well, I'd say we pretty much nailed that other than saying anything about the chocolate in it. I got, I got all of that. It's just dead on. Yeah, I, mean, I wasn't getting any chocolate, but, you know, I'm a day removed from drinking a chocolate bomb. That was the Cocoa Puff Stout yesterday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Our shows come out a little later than we actually record them, so we're <laughs> yeah. recording this the day after St. Patrick's Day, so a lot of us are kind of starting <laughs> the day a little slow. Now, the thing that uh, Dangerous Man is known for 
is their peanut butter porter. And they serve it on nitro. And mm. I'm told it's great. I don't drink anything with peanuts in it. But I did smell it, and it was very peanutty, and everybody loves it. So if you're going there, that's the thing you want to try. Peanut butter stout. I'm listening. I'm interested. Peanut butter porter. Or peanut butter porter. Either way. Yeah. On nitro, too. Now, JR, I know oh. you, you want nothing to do with peanut butter flavored beer. I don't want nothing to do with it. No, I'm on JR's team with that one. I've not had any that I've really liked. Does it just taste so. like shit? Or does it taste like crap? I mean, what It's is, a certain taste to me. Does it not come across in beer how you would expect it to? Or? No, exactly. I mean, for okay. me, it doesn't. It comes across as a nutty flavor, but sort of an odd nutty flavor. It doesn't come across as peanut butter to me. It changes the character of the flavor to a point where I don't like it. I hear you. And it's surprising that I don't like any peanut butter beers because I don't like chocolate at all, but I love beers with chocolate in them and the one chocolate thing that i can eat that i that tastes good to me is reese's peanut butter cups because the peanut butter kind of cancels out the chocolate but when it comes to beer i'll I'll take a chocolate beer all day long and i can't stand a peanut butter beer so go figure i don't know i have yet to find a peanut butter beer i can i can tolerate peanut butter and pumpkin or and mint are the three things that i don't want anything to do with in beer i'm with you on pumpkin and mint that's my personal thing (laughs) but i don't know i like peanut butter i like it a lot when do you at least try a peanut butter type beer? But you never know. I'm sure at some point we will come across some in our travels, and I'll remember to pick some up just for you, Chris. All right. It'll be all yours because I won't want nothing to do with it, and neither will Doug out. Uncle Pete might join you in a peanut butter beer, though. So, so you guys, you guys have a different dangerous man beer, don't you? We have Big Watt Coffee Porter. Ooh. This to me, I had this in the tap room too. It tastes like coffee. You could forget the berries there. There's so much coffee. Oh, nice. I can't wait for it. Sounds like it's right up my alley. And it's a, it's a coffee quarter. It's 5.5%, so it's not going to blow you out. But let's taste it. Oh, man. Wow. There's, there's a lot of really good coffee goodness, but it's not like it's got it's like a smoothness to it. It's hard to explain. I think, I think, they, I think what they've done here is uh, I think they're smart not to make this too high alcohol. I think they're more focused on delivering flavor and not strength of the of the alcohol and uh, i'm reading from their website big watt coffee porter 5.5 percent abv 30 ibu cold pressed coffee blends with malt on the nose the coffee acidity blends with roasted malts trade just under medium bodied beer the draw is long with coffee toast and smidgens of dark chocolate a perfect pick me up or let me down well after that surly coffee vendor i'm not sure if i'm going to make it to sleep tonight <laughs> This is definitely very coffee forward. There's no hint at coffee or side of coffee. It's coffee with a little bit of air. Sounds delicious. Cup of Joe uh, on ice. Very, very good. And uh, I think it's one of the best ones I've ever had. It's really good. Thanks for sharing it with us. And uh, Mm -hmm. sorry we couldn't. Share it with you guys because well, uh, you're not as sorry as we are. We <laughs> <laughs> can't have it. Oh, right, yeah, Andy, no, my, you're, you're, my question for taste, you. Your sounded pretty good too. My question for you, Andy, is: Are any of these uh, breweries have any locations in the Minneapolis airport? I get laid over there frequently. I don't think so. Oh. I didn't spend a lot of time in the airport. They're all close, though. If you get stuck in Minneapolis, there's definitely multiple places by the airport you could drink. It's also too Minneapolis is airport underrated. It is a great I huge like airport. What when I got to Minneapolis's airport, it's what you think New York's airport would be when you picture New York's airport, which neither of them 
live up to what you think they would be. But yeah, but that is all my Minnesota experiences, airport experiences. <laughs> <Find the> airport. <laughs> I've never been out of the airport. It's all been layovers. It's a good place to go. I would recommend uh, it. I'll agree with you. I, I love that city. I used to uh, go to a college in Superior, Wisconsin. So it was about an hour and 45 minutes away, hour and a half. And um, It's a very friendly city. It's a, it's a fun city, too. Yes, a lot of really city. quirky little places. And mm-hmm. it's it's really neat. And then if you go downtown, because it does get so cold there, all the downtown is connected by indoor heated walkway. Smart. It's good to know because I was just going to say I they love know their climate. Well, when I went last weekend, it was almost 70 every day and sunny. Oh, that's nice. So I walked everywhere. Well, all I keep thinking about these coffee beers is why didn't they have these when I was in college? You know, because I could have still drank beer and studied and stayed up at night. <laughs> Man, these... <laughs> You can leave the party, go and do your paper that you ignored all semester. I am definitely wide awake. That, that, that about does it, although we, we both have tons of beer in this gigantic crowler that I don't know what we're going to do with, but it won't go to waste. I can tell you that. Well, you don't have to. So uh, I guess it's that time of the show. Any, any, any final comments before we start voting on our selections of the week? Just said overall, we got some great beers here. Yeah, I've uh, I yeah. learned that uh, Surly, if you hear that name, uh, if you see it, Pick it up. Pick it up. Money in the bank. And Surly was really the only brewery that we had tonight that I had heard of before, but there's a reason for that because I, I don't think I've ever, I know I've never had a Surly beer that I didn't want another one of. No, we may have covered this. We may have not. Is Surly available outside of Minnesota? Uh, Surly is available, I think, in Wisconsin, Iowa, and Chicago besides Minnesota. Right. So if your state touches Minnesota, you can get Surly. <laughs> <laughs> or if you know anybody in Minnesota. Iowa, come on, Michigan, Chicago. It's more. I can't see that Surly won't be coming to a place near you soon. It is huge. We can only hope so. I can't imagine it not. Well, these founders look tiny. Thank you for sharing these wonderful Minnesota beers with us, Andy. You're welcome. And uh, as your first appearance on the Beer Nuts, we're going to ask you to go first when we we traditionally ask for a beer of the week and then a brewery of the week. So for beer of the week. You get the first vote. Out of the four? Out of the four, yep. Um, I think I would have to go the coffee porter. And okay. dangerous man. I would pick both. Dangerous man, coffee porter. Mm-hmm. Is Andy's vote for beer of the week. So let's go up uh, to our other studio to Chris. Why don't you go next? Coffee bender. Hands down. Surly coffee pen. Yes, so we're going for Surly on this one. Still not an IPA guy. Oh, yeah. We're getting there. (laughs) All right, uh, dugout. Um, Hands down for me, Todd the Axeman. Just love that. I can see that coming. Yeah, man. Where do we go from here? It's all on you there, Chief. You are the deciding vote. I think, uh, I think, I hate to be the tiebreaker, but uh, Dugout already knows because whenever he travels, I ask him to pick me up Coffee Bender. And uh, I love that beer. The Coffee Porter, man, I don't know. They're both, both of the coffees are equally good to me. And, uh, geez, I, I'm going to have to go with the Coffee Bender just because uh, something uh, that I've had before and always ask for more. The Dangerous Man intrigues me, though, because it, it's. Such a nice beer, but uh, we're going to go a slight nod to Coffee Bender. I kind of hate that I was the tiebreaker here. 
So next time, next episode, I'm not tie breaking anything. I'm going first. So. <laughs> Making a decree. <laughs> uh, you know, right here. You always vote first. <laughs> We're going to give it that's up. That's the way you uh, do it. Uh, so uh, our beer of the week, drum roll, please. Surly coffee vendor. All right. So now. So now we go to the brewery of the week, and I will go first because I don't want to have to break the tie. We've got some writing on the wall on this Sir. one. Well, everybody's going to vote for Surly, but I'm going to I'm going to throw a monkey wrench because I I'm, I'm really intrigued. Uh, Andy's opinion is valued highly by me, and the dangerous man, the way she speaks about the brewery, it's everything she wants in a brewery. I'm going to go that you know kind of feel guilty for not voting in a, on the beer of the week, but it's a it's a brewery. You know, Surly is already established, and we know how great it is. But this is one that I can't wait. I want to find out more about it. I, it's like I almost want to go there now. So I'm going to vote for Dangerous Man. So uh, we'll go in reverse order. Dugout. Mm. Yeah, I I see your logic there, John. I haven't been there, and I agree with you on trusting Andy, Andy's judgment on things. Um, but based on what we had tonight here versus the other two... I think I'm just going to have to go with Surly because it's, I know they're established, but, you know, they're not huge, huge. They're only a kind of couple states distribution, and uh, they pretty much sell everything they make. They make fantastic beers. and um, It's hard to vote against them, but you know yeah. what? Uh, I, I mean, I could easily show. see myself going and wanting to go to Dangerous Man. And the and other thing being was able to vote for it. two of their beers. Right. They're right. both fantastic beers, so no regrets. So, yeah, I'm Surly. Chris, <laughs> Chris, you get the next vote? I'm being predictable and going with Surly. Just cause, uh, first, my first exposure to them tonight, even the IPA, which the style I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm, it's a style that's growing on me, not been a fan in the past. But even the IPA I had, I, I liked it and was compelled to keep drinking it. And the coffee bender was a home run. So I'm, in, I'm intrigued with this brewery and I'd like to try more. So Surly is getting my vote. Okay, Surly gets the vote. So two votes for Surly, one for Dangerous Man. Andy, you get to pick. I have to say Dangerous Man. Oh. Everything I had from them was great. And I thought the location was, the whole experience was great. Surly was kind of the big, flashy, you expect everything. And Dangerous Man was the underdog. So I will go with the underdog. All right. Well, that means right. we have two votes for Surly and two votes for Dangerous Man. And you know what? Uh, let's just go with two breweries of the week. They're, they're, all, they're both great breweries. One's well-known and uh, established and respected. And the other one may be a dark horse that no, not enough people know about. And maybe this will... People that listen to the show will uh, want to go uh, check these guys out. So we're just going to say there's two breweries of the week. Is that good with everybody? Works for me. Works for me, too. So the, our brewery of the week is Dangerous Surly. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. It's what, twice this has happened now? Two, or is this the first oh. ever double champion? I think we had tie once, and then we... Figure out some kind of tie break ties, but tonight I didn't want to break the tie because both both breweries are deserving for different reasons. We got one that everybody loves, and, uh, kind of more uh, you know like big flashy place, and we got another one that's a hidden gem that we're fortunate that Andy uncovered for us. So that uh, that should about do it for this episode. Any final uh, 
Closing comments for everyone? Oh, I, I just just I one quick one. Thanks for bringing these all the way from Minnesota with you, Andy. Uh, well done. Fantastic stuff. Yeah, you know what? It makes me want to go to Minnesota, uh, especially since the summertime's going. It's the best time to go to Minnesota. <laughs> I have been there one other time when Doug out and I worked for Newcastle. We had a trip to Minnesota. I think you were on the same trip, Doug out, weren't you? I sure was. And uh, we went to, I don't even remember the name of the bar that had the Big Ginger. They, uh, they One of the top-selling Jameson accounts in the country, they sold uh, Jameson and Ginger Ale. And that was the one thing I remembered from Minnesota. But, uh, I had a great time then, and I'm sure if I go back, I'll have a great time. And now we know that they have some fantastic beers. Cheers. Uh, let's all raise our glasses and toast to the state of Minnesota. Cheers. Cheers. Andy, thank you so much for uh, bringing us these gems from Minnesota. And... Uh, Chris, how about doing your Twitter us here and blog us there? And it's time for me to whore out the show. Thank you for downloading That's Beer right. Nuts. <laughs> yes, thank you for downloading Beer Nuts for free on iTunes from ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate Beer Nuts five stars on iTunes and help tell others about Beer Nuts by leaving a comment. Thanks for following Beer Nuts on Twitter at Beer Nuts Podcast and on Instagram. Same thing at Beer Nuts Podcast. Please follow Beer Nuts on Facebook to like and share the Beer Nuts Podcast. And welcome, Andy. Welcome to Beer Nuts. We look forward to having you on future episodes. And uh, we'll find out that we have a traditional ending to the show, as they say in old Mexico City. AMF. If you enjoy this show and want more people to know about it, head on over to iTunes, leave a comment, and rate it five stars. Make sure you like and share us on Facebook, and don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Just search for Christopher Media. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Most importantly, we would like to take the time to extend an extra special thanks to you. Christopher Media could not exist without your support. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net, and thank you for listening christopher media let's make some noise thank you for visiting christophermedia.net